picture. I am. Hello. 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 Good. Hold on one sec. Let me get this thing right. Should I move this big thing in the background? Uh, no, it's okay. That plays pretty well. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen you guys in so long. Oh. Absolutely. <clears throat> um. Wait, pause. One sec. Okay. okay. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I just want to make sure this is not making noise. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Cancun did you Cancun good. Cancun did me good. Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord, for today. Uh, thanking, thanking you uh, just to bring us together for um, to hear Jackie's story and to allow her to um, share with all those who are listening um, how good you are, Father, um, and how you will just step into spaces of the unknown and uh, lead the direction of, of where we ought to go. So, Father, I ask that you lead our words and um, you lead this conversation to let it not be us trying to exalt ourselves, but uh, to exalt you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks. So, Jacqueline. <laughs> Is this like going now already? Like yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, how has and I guess a, a lot of our listeners too are like pretty much all our age. So a lot of them are in the same position, and then they've been like a handful to maybe ten years out of high school. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on our last episode called Friends, where, you know, you've seen a lot of your friends kind of fade away. You've added new people into your life. Um, but a lot of those people have come when you've started to value yourself more. And so you attract people that value themselves more. Um, and yep. so even though you haven't known these people for as long, the relationships are so much more fruitful um, than yeah. people that you've known for, you know, all your life. Um, so not necessarily too much on that side of things, but, you know, what has this post high school life been like for you so far? What, what kind of adventures or confusions has the Lord kind of taken you on as far as what you thought your direction would be versus what your direction actually ended up being? That would be probably my first question. Okay. Well, I would say, um, I don't know, even when I talk to people these days, like, when I look back, I would definitely say high school was, like, probably the worst time ever. <laughs> I feel like I was just, like, a ball of insecurity and just not good things. And so, you know, in high school, I didn't, I mean, my main focus was just, like, fitting in and boys and stuff like that. And so I didn't do, you know, grade wise, I didn't do well. And so honestly, all I thought I could do was go to like cosmetology school and do hair or, um, not go to college, and, yeah. you know, something like that. And so, um, after high school, I basically, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I just ended up, um, thank the Lord that there was this opportunity through this summer camp that I had been going to like every year since I was like seven mm. did not want to go at all. But long story short, it just like changed my life. And it was, it was kind mm. of like, it was like a nine month program where you just study the Bible and, um, 
just a lot of like foundational things. I was raised in a Christian home, but I just kind of like rejected it all. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I was like, okay, like I don't want to go to cosmetology school. Um, I want to do photography. And so I ended up going to art school in Chicago and those, I had like a good foundation just from like growing up and then just from the things that I knew and then going to that program in Missouri. But, um, I was definitely, I would say at that point I just was like, okay, wow. I knew all of these things that I needed to change, just Mm -hmm. like massive fears and, you know, anger, lots of anger, lots of like attitude issues. And, um, I was, I'm sure you guys probably are aware of some of those things. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, (laughs) I thought so. Um, Just like, oh my gosh, so many things. I was like, I need to, I need to like change if I'm going to call myself a believer or a Christian, like this is not what, um, they look like. This is not what Jesus looks like. And so I would say for the past like seven years, I, you know, it's just been a whirlwind of like ups and downs, but Um, I would say my goal just after high school and then to now is just, you know, you look around and you see so many people who call themselves Christian or who people who may think they're Christians or, um, and it's just like, oh, like I, I don't want to look like everyone else. You know, how, Mm. how is someone able to set me apart from this person? We look the same. We talk the same. We listen to the same music. Um, you know, we gossip. It was just like okay, how I want something different and uh, something a little bit more than just like I'm a Christian because I go to church. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, there's been a lot of things that have happened, but for the most part, it's just been like learning what that looks like and how to be like a Proverbs 31 woman and how to, you know, just little things. And I, I would say I attribute it all to just being in his word, you know? And so, you know, you mentioned, and like, we already knew this, but you mentioned that, you know, you were raised in a Christian family and that you were just like, totally like not opposite, but just totally (laughs) against it. Um, as far as embracing it, I guess. So like for you, where did, you know, because, like, obviously, you know, your parents have very strong conviction. And that's, like, just obvious. Like, it's just obvious. So where did your conviction become your own? Like, where did you see maybe God move or the change in yourself? Like, when did that, was it from that camp or, like, was it gradual or, like, you know, when did that conviction really become your own to where you embraced it and, you know, obviously I'm sure that changed your relationship with your parents a lot because your desire, your desire to do it just changed your attitude with them. Like you said, you realize you needed to change. Um, when I moved back in with my mom a couple years ago, I hated the amount of responsibility that I had. I felt like I had to be more responsible than her and I resent and I resented that. And then for me, it just, when I started diving back into my word, it clicked for me that like, I can't look for what's wrong in the circumstance I have to look for what's wrong with me and that hopefully will do enough so I I guess the question is just where did your conviction become your own or where did God move for you to where you made this big of a change this big of a trajectory change um I would I mean going to that 
nine months. I mean, it was like every week yeah. a different speaker would come and talk about all of these different topics like goal setting and the church and marriage and everything. And so um, I remember like when we'd be able to go home, I just, you. I mean, when you're, when you're reading God's word, you that's where a lot of conviction just started coming. I mean, even just right. reading simple, simple things, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm terrible at that. Like, yeah. that's not me, so how do I get there? And I remember on my to-do list, I would write Be Sweet, and that sounds so crazy. Yeah. And, like, I mean, but that's how hard it was for me to just be, you know, when I looked at verses like, you know, gentle in spirit and kind-hearted and even the fruits of the spirit, it was like, Oh gosh, that you know that's yeah. not. And I, you know, like you said, like growing up, my relationship with my mom was terrible because mm. I was so angry and I just thought she was crazy. It was yeah. like, I don't know, this life is not the life that I want. Um, and so my relationship totally changed with her. With her, once I did feel those convictions on my own, it was like, wow, like I, you know she serves me, she still, you know, sends me things, even when I'm not nice to her, like, really little things like that, it's like, okay, that's, you know, I need to start doing that, and so, um, I would definitely say, when I started developing a relationship with the Lord on my own, instead of kind of like, you know, living under my parents' influence and stuff like that, or even in at that camp where, you know, you're surrounded by people who are reading the Word, and you're surrounded by people who are listening to Christian music. It's like, once I got by myself and was like, okay, who am I? Like, how do I spend my time? Um, am I lazy? Am I, you yeah. know, am I uh, productive? Do I do well with my time? Like, all of those things I was able to see like, okay, here are the things that I really need to, to change mm. and his word. And then mentors helped a ton, mm. um, just finding women and this, not just women who like the way that I am, I'm not, I've always wanted to be this like really timid, sweet, you know, when you look at like believers, but that's not who I am. And so I needed to really, I think this is key for a lot of people because we kind of set these unrealistic expectations. And so I needed to find a woman who was strong yeah. and who kind of had like, you know, who was an extrovert and yeah. was a little bold. Like, you know, I would look at women who were just like, okay, like gentle, sweet, beloved lady of God. It was just like, I can never be that. You know, I don't even know how yeah. to do that. Where so start, finding yeah. mentors who were like, okay, you know, I can see myself in her that helped too. Um, and they kind of pointed out some things in me gotcha. where I was able to, you know, feel those convictions as well. Hmm. In that process of talking to your mentors, <clears throat> um, and, and they point out things to you that you may not be able to see in yourself. Like how, how do you go about changing those things that somebody else can see in you that you can't see in yourself? Is it something that you immediately go take to God or is it something that you kind of sit on and wait for a little bit and, and put it through, I don't know, like a, like a washing machine? Like, was that word for me or was that maybe something that, um, that was coming from them that I might not be able to relate to? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think the most helpful thing that I got from 
one of my mentors was, um, instead of like telling me kind of the thing, like, you know, here's, here's something I see. And there were those moments that were difficult sometimes as I was like, um, I don't think, you know, I have an issue with that, but obviously you have to respect what they say and and take it with a grain of salt. But she said to write down, you know, where you're at now you know, how do other people see you? How do you see yourself? How do other people see you? And, you know, how do you want to be seen? Like, who do you want to be? And in the end, obviously, who you want to be, you want those all to match up. So you want people to see you that way and you want to see yourself that way. And so I kind of, you know, going from one list to the last list, it was like, okay, you know, funny, outgoing, loud, you know, even the negative things like quick to anger or kind of sassy. It was like, I don't want to be seen. Like I thought about like my grandma. I was like, I want to be like a servant. I want to be gentle. I don't want to be angry or get angry quickly. And so, um, yeah, I, I haven't had much experience where they're like telling you these things. And, and I, so I'm really thankful because it was kind of like, you were able to see it on your own. And she was like, you know, you, you came to this conclusion by yourself. You know, this is who you are. This is how you see yourself. Mm. If that's where you want to be, then you need to get to work, which is why I would write be sweet in my to-do list just mm. for the day. Cause it was like an everyday reminder, like, okay, right now I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a sweet person. My siblings wouldn't, you know, say I'm sweet, but if that's something I want someone to call me, yeah. then like, I need to do that. And even little things. I remember being in the car with my sister and thankfully I've like mended all those relationships and we're all just best friends. But growing up, like they hated me. Like, <laughs> I didn't like them either. Like we were all just like Jackie stinks, stay away. And I remember being in the car with her, with Brooke <laughs> and I reached over and I was just thinking, okay, be sweet. Like what is sweet? And I reached over and I like started scratching her back just randomly. Like it's one of my love languages is touch. And so I was like, okay, this is sweet. And she literally looked over and was like, what the heck are you doing? Like, who are you? What are you (laughs) doing? And I immediately retracted. I was so embarrassed, but like it took, it was to that degree that I had to work my butt off, um, in, in just being sweet and, and saying stupid things like, I mean, it's not stupid, but like most people don't say in situations like what would Jesus do like it's more of like thought type of thing but what I knew was like okay what would Jesus do and they would be like who are you like what are you doing like get out of here Jackie like you know so it it was a hard transition it was like I would go and cry so I was like I can't be this this isn't me like Mm. I just need whatever so so how did how did you even um stick with that because I know for other people like obviously they all we all have different things that we need to transition to we all have that one thing that's like the hardest for us to transition through and that might take weeks months years to fully like you know really break that mold like you know a lot of people like fitness is a big thing right now right so people have been treating their body one way for a dozen years and then just because they physically look better now, yeah. they assume 
that they've fixed everything and it's like no that's gonna take x amount of time to still really fix through and through you know so i'm sure you caught yourself on instances where you were sweet and then you caught yourself on instances where you naturally were not so how did you continue like what was it in you that allowed you to continue to fight through that until you could like get to maybe you're not even there yet you know what I'm saying? i don't know like maybe you're not even completely at the sweetness level that you wanted to be yeah. at but yeah. you're obviously way closer to that than you were before but like you said yeah. this has taken a long time so how did you stick with that with that being one of your biggest things you know yeah i think knowing number one knowing like this is how i'm supposed to be and hmm. Um, even, I know, even just reminding myself, like, I've been this way for so long, so this is who people expect me to be, this is how I expect myself to react in certain situations and stuff, but knowing, like, you know, okay, if I'm to glorify the Lord, and if I want to be this woman that he will be pleased with, like, this is the right thing to do, and there were so many times where I was just like, I'm just going to be who I want to be and be how I am. Cause that's just, yeah, it's easier and yeah. it's less embarrassing. And, but over time, like, especially as you meet new people, like even, um, Seth right now, my husband, yeah. who, you know, when he met me, what, you know, one of his, uh, it's like his, not his mom, but like just a really close family friend. Yeah. Um, said like, oh, when he first met you, he said, he told me that you were a sweetheart, and I almost cried. I was yeah. like, are you serious? I was like, really? He probably meant nothing by it, but really, I mean, yeah. it was like the first time that I was like, oh, it paid off. Like, yeah. it's it's working. It's going somewhere. And so the Lord blessed. You know, wow. when we are attempting to grow and change and all that, like, yeah. He blesses it, and it's those little you know, things along the way, like saying, oh my gosh, you said you were a sweetheart. Yeah. That just keep you going. It's like, okay, good. Like, I want to keep being sweet. I want to, you know, and that's just one thing. Oh my gosh. Like even getting married, it just, when people say like, it is like a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. I I just never paid any attention to that, but oh my gosh. I, I thought I was way better than I was. Like when I got married, I was like, whoa, like, I stink, you stink, like, this is just not what I thought, Yeah. Um, mm. so it's totally just, like, this sanctification process of constantly realizing, okay, you know, we're never going to be perfect, but, like, if we strive to be the best that we can be, like, we're only here for such a short amount of time, like, when I see Jesus, I and even here, like, I want this to be, I want to bring people to him that's the only reason for a marriage in the first place is to glorify the lord and extend his kingdom and so like i it is a growing process and it is difficult to like stick with it but just knowing like i'm gonna be blessed for this whether it be here on earth or when i see him face to face like and that that is worth it and it's all throughout his word like he doesn't just leave us high and dry he's like if you if you follow me like truly not just a little bit but if you seek me first and and you do that hard work like Mm. i'll bless you for it and and that's absolutely what Mm. kept me going you know good 
Um, how long have you and Seth been together before you got married? Two years. Okay. And so, you know, obviously, like, now you can go on Facebook and Instagram. You're starting to see people our age starting to get married, starting to do that whole thing. Um, And, I mean, that's obviously such a small – like, those those are magnified, but that's such a small percentage, you know what I'm saying, of the people our age that are really doing it. So, I guess one of my things is, like, you know, I've been dating Lauren for, like, four-plus years – and yeah. I'm pretty confident I know she's the one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's this, like, it's not like I think I'm missing out on anything. I'm not trying to go out and find, you know, like, it's not anything like that. Um, but it's like, what were you, like, getting married this young, which I commend you for respectfully. Like, that's such a high level of dedication, not only to yourself, um, but to him, to God. Like, that's like, that requires a lot out of you. So... You know, what, how did you know, like, how did you know that it was time or that it was him or like, you know, how did that kind of like click together? I have a few, I have a few questions like with your marriage, but that, that's definitely one of the first ones. Like, how did you know? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, there's nothing like actual real peace. And I, I remember mm. thinking to myself so many times, like, cause there were, there were guys, especially after, um, after I went to that program and stuff, I just stopped dating. Like yeah. I, I was just like, you know, I, I want the next person that I say, mom, dad, this is my boyfriend, um, to be the person that I marry. just cause I, I almost felt like not dumb, but it was like, what am I doing? Like this, I want this to be special. I want this to be like a serious thing. And yeah. so and I would think like, what if I never have peace? And there were, you know, Oof men that like loved the Lord and just like, Oh, I'd like to take you out for coffee. And, and you know, the whole like Christian thing, yeah. it was like, the, everything was perfect, but it was like, I, I just, I'm not going to waste your time because I just know it's, it's not it. Yeah. And that stunk because I was like, well, why? Lord, yeah. Like, right. Like I, I want to be in a relationship, but there, you know, mm. I think, you know, we were, we became friends first and, Little by little, it was just like, okay, so far, so good, so far, so good. And I just had, like, an overwhelming sense of peace, like, the whole time. And yeah. it was all intentional. I didn't have to wonder. I It, was, it wasn't, it was you know, we had a fairly, not easy, but it, was, it wasn't like this crazy up and down dating right. relationship. And then we got married and things changed. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I I just there's nothing like that peace that you have when you're just like I just know and yeah. and I don't know everything about you and I don't know you know mm. but I I just even but it was while we were engaged actually and I talked to my dad and I was just like my dad I'm super close with him and we're very similar and I was just like oh, I'm gonna miss you like I was just kind of sad I was yeah. like this is a big deal like we're I'm getting married like I just want to you know be living with you forever and he was like I think I mean I called him like way too many times and he was like starting to get worried he's like are you are you okay yeah yeah I I was just in my feelings but (laughs) I was like absolutely and to be able to tell that to my dad who I know would say okay like as long as you know that I'm okay with that Mm. and for him to be able to trust like that peace that you know 
you can't even explain. It just felt really good. So I, I just, when you know, you really, really know. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think the other thing for me was what has your marriage done for your walk? I mean, you know, there's one, like I said, you're already demanding a lot of yourself. You're demanding a lot of consistency. And the reason why a lot of marriages don't work is because people are not disciplined and consistent and persistent and they don't want to put in those, the work for the kinks, you know, but, um, like, like I said, I have to compare it to myself a lot because that's just the easiest way I can do it. You know, I see Lauren is so good at things that I'm terrible at and, you know, vice versa. And so, you know, what has maybe he done in Seth or what has he given to Seth that he did not give to you? Like that you did not have or not capable of, could not fathom. And it's just like effortless to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where it's like the, it's just, it's just the, the holy matrimony. Like it really is you know, what it is. Maybe it, it was a, an aha moment or maybe it was something very tangible and physical. Like, no, he's really good at praying and I'm really terrible or something, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, definitely like getting out of his comfort zone, which is so weird because he like, especially spiritually, I, um, I don't know. I can be like my mom where I, when it comes to spiritual things like I'm very comfortable where I'm at and it's like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't always open to especially the Holy Spirit like I I thought I was yeah till it was like okay are you in are you out and it was like oh my gosh this is scary but um in every way we are a thousand percent opposite he's the most like type a clean like military type person mm. and I mean schedule oriented very quiet like um like he was not my type whatsoever you know when I first met him it was like mm, no absolutely not so like I in every single way we are so different yeah. and I would say marriage for sure brings out you know those weaknesses or differences like big time but it, it's also been incredible because you just see like there's so many moments where I'm like oh my gosh like god you are so good like you know he just he knew every little thing that I needed that I had no idea that I would ever need wow. um and even though I mean once we got married things like got crazy they really did mm-hmm. and we're finally now at a place where it's like I mean, it's wonderful, but this first year was really, really hard. And Mm. I mean, literally like two weeks after we got married, his sin, all of his like past sin, present sin just blew up. Mm. (laughs) And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, like what, what have I done? What did we just do? What did we get into? And then I saw like how crazy I was like and you know it kind of revealed every not good thing and so in that um I would I would just say those differences like the way that we handle things the way that we argue like I am a lecture person I'm just like a (laughs) raging ball of fire and like 
he is just like the steady calm and like I aspire yeah. to conflict the way that he does right. and you know I'm getting better day by day but like it, it feels like it's in my nature <laughs> to mm. just like see red when I'm upset like right. if I get offended it's like over and so those differences like when I see him every day his his you know dedication to the word like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and he'll just be like praying on his knees in the living room and I'm just like like do I do that do I you know seek the Lord truly like that like would I do that if I woke up in the middle of the night and I yeah. felt you know a pull to go pray would I do that probably not and it's just like things like that um to where you see see those differences it's like okay and and I offer things that you know I kind of bring him out of his shell a little bit and stuff yeah. like that so even knowing that you add value to someone else is good but yeah I, mm. it I would say spiritually for sure he's been like a huge help just in little ways and even knowing that he's more reserved and quiet and and not explorative at all like knowing that and then still seeing him push those boundaries and like okay speaking in tongues like let's learn all about it you know um I'm really thankful because that's just something I'd be like okay yeah I believe in it and you know I I think that's great and but would I ever do I I right I don't know and so having him who was like, no, we're going to do this. (laughs) We're going for it. And it's like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. And so just challenge. But then it works. And you're like, okay, like, what would I have done without you? This isn't scary. This isn't whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I would say that. What is it like um, to kind of be on the end of just trying to be submissive to, to him because you have these notions in your head <laughs> in your head of like, okay, I know he's like this. So like, I just want to avoid that character and just kind of do yeah. it this way. And what is it like to just be submissive to, to him as your husband um, and knowing, trusting God enough to, uh, that he's going to lead him to lead you the right way? Um, absolutely. I struggle big time with submissiveness just because I mean our family the girls like and I think it's like my dad's fault because he would just sit down with us and be like you are strong you don't take anything yeah. you you are like powerful this and that so you're like yeah okay like I need to take crap from anybody and so getting married I was just like you can't yeah. tell me what to do like right. heck no you know um financially like can I get you know or like even the other day, I was like, I really want Chick-fil-A, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really, really want Chick-fil-A. Now, I, even just, first of all, like, humbling myself to ask, okay? It's like, can we get Chick-fil-A? I know we're trying to eat healthy during the week, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, um, I don't, I don't think so, basically. And I was like, okay, but I really want Chick-fil-A. Like, what do you <laughs> it was just like, knowing, like, okay like how do I respect him and you know but I hate this it was like little things like that um things as little and simple as that but also just like big things where I you know where I see him especially in the beginning where like he was kind of um 
where all of his sin was just revealed and I just, I saw him in a different light. Like when I see Jesus face to face, like knowing that he's not going to be like, oh, that's okay that you didn't respect him or submit to him because like he, he didn't do a good job. It's like, no, he's going to say, what did you do? And I don't care if he left, like, how are you handling you? How are you Mm -hmm. living? And so knowing and struggling big time through that time where I just wanted to be bitter and like, you know, I felt higher up just because I was holding against them. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I I don't have to submit to you. Like you're not doing a good job right now, basically. Um, and so I had to totally like shift my mindset. And honestly, like once I humbled myself to submit and, and learn how to like respect him, even it's kind of like honor your father and mother. It, It doesn't say honor them when they're you know, if they're great or if they, mm. you know, make you dinner, it's like they can be the crappiest parents in America and you still honor them. And so that's kind Oof. of what it came down to. And it goes against my personality. Yeah. Like it, it's hard to submit. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I. On that point of, of honoring, I was talking to our pastor recently on being married and, um, he, he said on for a man, I mean, I'm sure for a woman as well, but he was talking to a group of men and he said for a man to uh, the first most important thing in his life is obviously his salvation. The second is choosing a wife, um, because when you choose your wife, um, if you have a calling on your life that your wife isn't aligned into with being submissive to you. If she's your wife, you now have to respect her wishes and her thoughts and her belief system. So if she says no to the calling on your life to go to Africa or something, you have to listen to her. And so now you are going to be operating in less of your calling in your life and your purpose um, because of the wife that you chose. And that's a very dangerous thing to not operate in your purpose. You're, you're going to be a very bitter and angry person. And so, uh, just hearing you, hearing you talk about, um, how, um, you have to honor somebody, even if they aren't doing a good job is, yeah. is just like, man, like you, you have turned into just to a, a, an amazing person, Jackie. I'm just sitting here listening to you is, is amazing. I mean, so have you guys, honestly, it's a, like, look at, we're on, Christians of the Millennium <laughs> podcast. That's huge. Like, are you kidding? We all kind of stunk in high school. And to see this, like, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah. I thought about that this morning. It's like, you guys are, like, killing it. And I'm really proud. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, one question that I have, and there are two more questions. Both of them are actually kind of on different topics that we're going to be attacking pretty soon. Um, but last week me and Lauren were in Cancun and, um, I photocopied a week of my Devo book so that I had all the days that I needed for when I was over there. And, um, it was just a very, like one, it was a very peaceful, beautiful place, obviously. So it's just so easy to admire like God's work, you know, just, just sitting there and just looking at it was literally enough. Like that would have just been enough. Um, but then being able to, like, cause I haven't been able to consistently devo every morning. Um, I've tried to challenge myself sometimes with like putting my phone like away from my bed so that when I wake up, 
my first thing is like, think about God or pray or open my Devo or something. Just do something before I start getting on my phone. Um, so it's kind of a two-part question, but I'll get to the second part in, in a second. The first part is like, what does your routine, like maybe it's your morning routine, maybe it's your afternoon routine. What does your routine with Jesus really look like? Because I, I think me starting every morning with him, um, opened my heart to the real life application that came that same day, almost yeah. every single day. Um, yeah. so what does your routine? Cause I, it seems like you do it a little bit more consistently. You were just posting about it. I think today. Um, uh, so what is, what does your routine look like? Just a very plain practical sense for people yeah. that are listening that might, they, they might have the same challenges as me with trying to just be consistent with it. So what do, what do you do that helps you with that? Um, it's funny because it's definitely a work in progress because the evil one is working so hard to get us to do anything but that in the morning. Um, but what does my routine look like? I make my coffee for sure. Um, and I, it, it's, it's funny that you mentioned like putting your phone somewhere else because it really is, especially like you said, like, that's kind of where everything is working. I can constantly be like responding to things or posting things or editing or whatever. Like everything is on my phone. And so I was talking to one of my friends this morning, um, just about that. Cause it's like, if, if my phone is sitting there or even if my computer's sitting there, like I will probably go on it. And so, um, yeah. So I make my coffee, I go into the office or sometimes I'll sit outside And I will, it depends, like, right now, um, I'll just read, like, I'll open it up, and I have the Joyce Meyer, it's like the Amplified, Uh I think it's called, so it's like a big, big words, big study Bible, Yeah. Um, she has, like, a bunch of snippets, it's, like, the best Bible ever, but it's more for, like, study, and so in the Mm -hmm. morning, like, that's definitely what I want, Um, and so... Yeah, I'll just sit for a minute and take it in and just kind of remind myself of, like, his grace that starts over and um, is new every day. And then I'll just read. Like, I sometimes I'll read the same thing for, like, three days lately. I've been reading um, in Proverbs about the Proverbs, uh, about the, the um I don't know, the virtuous woman, mm-hmm. I guess it's called. Um and I, I don't know, I'll kind of just like meditate on it and keep reading it until I get it in, until um, I understand like what it's all saying instead of just like reading. Yeah. Um, and I think understanding like, okay, I don't need to read like five chapters a morning to right. feel, you know, to please the Lord or to feel like, whew, okay, I did it. I can read one verse for three months and if I'm getting something out of it if i'm meditating on it if it's speaking to me then that's just as glorifying to him um so yeah i i will read and then i used to write my prayers but um just knowing like the power that's in your words and in the tongue like i've just started saying it out loud which was honestly uncomfortable which sounds crazy but it was just like oh gosh, okay, like, hi, Lord, good morning. It was just different to speak it out, but there's so much power in it. And so I started doing that. Um, And then I just kind of, 
will allow myself to get up and do something else. But once I would say lately seeking him first, like that verse that says to seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be given unto you. Um, doing that and not, not taking it lightly and saying like, okay, it doesn't just say seek him. It says seek him first. So what does that mean? Um, if I am waking up and doing other things like first, then that's not seeking him first. And so I've mm. seen, you know, so much change in just even business wise. Like I feel like I need to get up and like respond to emails and handle things right, right. And, and get into the word. But like, it's so crazy. Like this month has been like the best month or last month was the best month business wise. And that was when I really started like, seeking him first and reading the word first and praying first and then doing those things as simple and little as it sounds mm-hmm. like of a switch. Yeah. Um, he blesses it and he really mm-hmm. has been. So it's a simple routine, but it keeps you going through the whole day. So that word, you know, that it doesn't just end there. It's like, right. okay, yeah. you're thinking about him and talking to him throughout the day and thanking him. It, it just sets the tone. If I, do that immediately um so yeah hmm. yeah like what you said about the the one verse for three months because i personally have been trying to like find a way like okay what's this reading plan to where i can get through the entire bible and like yeah. I, I like so bad i like so bad at first Absolutely. wanted to get through it um when we first started going back to church over here the pastor was on one verse for six weeks um, and it was just digging in and digging in and digging in. And, um, I actually, so what I did recently is I started with Proverbs. That was the first book. I was like, All right, I'm just going to go through this first. And I got to like chapter four and I just stopped, but not because I'm no longer desiring and seeking more, yeah. but just cause I'm like, wait, like this is going to, this has already resonated in so many different ways and it's going to continue to. So I yeah. think, um, from, a human standpoint, we don't feel productive unless we get like a mass of work done. Um, so I think it's so contrary to like just our human nature of like, no, yeah, you can just read that one sentence over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over and over, yeah. and you're still just going to keep learning from it. That's just how good his wisdom ah. is. Um, and men's, men's practical wisdom is not that dynamic, you know what I'm saying? To where you can just read one line in a 250 page self-help book and it's going to do the same thing. Um, going for a walk in the morning, (laughs) listening to some worship music or something like that's glorifying too, you know, like it, it, I don't know. Hmm. But that was exactly why my last question, because like I said, you're, Um, outside of myself you're one of the only people I know that's like not only already doing it but has been pursuing full-time like you know really running uh, online business models um, and kind of doing that and so you know there's this need for us to to get on our phone to respond and not because we want to waste our time but because we know that those moments create things for us Um, and so one of these other topics we're going to be doing in one of our episodes soon, just like, you know, what the devil uses for bad, Jesus will use for good. And I think social media is one of the most amplified, strongest things that has happened in like, almost in like human history, you know what I'm saying? Like to be completely honest. And so 
most people obviously use it for escapism, for entertainment, um, for boredom and things like that. Um, so how do you, I don't want to say resist, but how do you check yourself um, when you get carried away, like even just as simple as social media, you know, how do you prevent yourself from hopping on Instagram and scrolling, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just for two hours for no reason. Like how yeah. do you, how do you check yourself, um, as being like a digital entrepreneur, I guess is a, a way to kind of say it. Um, how do you keep yourself on track so that you can be productive? Cause there's so many ways to use social media for your benefit whether yeah. it's following Christian pages to get like your daily word um, or following entrepreneurs that you want to be so that you can get tactical advice and things like that. Um, but we still obviously follow a bunch of our friends, you know, so how yeah. do you, how do you balance that personally? What, like, do you have, I have probably not a big old system that you have in place, no, but, no. but what's the mindset that you have to, to be able to use social media for good um, as opposed to for bad? Um, definitely accountability. I yeah, think as little, I mean, it has such a huge impact and we don't recognize it, but just like music, it's like one song, you know, can take you back to like this time years and years ago. Like it, it just has a huge impact. And so, you know, as simple or as minor of a deal as it might seem to just scroll mm -hmm. mindlessly, um, it does have a huge impact. And so I think accountability, having someone, you know, like Seth for me, yeah. um, who is not all over social media, who can say, you know, you've been on your phone a lot today or setting hours for myself. Like I will literally be in bed yeah. and he, I'll, I'll just be like responding or something and it's like 1030 and he's like, okay, so let, let's set some hours because this isn't healthy and you don't want, you don't want right. them to feel like yeah. you're available at 2am. Um, hmm. and so for yesterday, was it Sunday? Um, honoring the Sabbath and I was kind of like making these like cute posts and stuff like that. And he hmm. was just like, okay, we need to talk about like honoring the sabbath and not working it even though it's fun for me and i love working yeah it's like no you know I, I can't do that so i would say definitely accountability um and then also just like constantly checking yourself and and it's not hard you know i i feel like i i can see mm -hmm. when i'm on it too much yeah. or if i'm not you know, I kind of, I'm a little bit more lenient when I'm doing something that's actually going to like benefit me or my business or something. But, um, if I'm just like on it and scrolling and all that, like I'm constantly unfollowing people that I followed a long time ago yeah, same or <laughs> just going through yeah. like, and making sure like, do I need to be following this person or, and not cause they're bad, but it's like, you know, something that's so, they could be sending positive messages, but I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I wish I had more followers and like, yeah, oh, this person frustrates me for some reason or something like not allowing the evil one to get a foothold. And so I think constantly just checking yourself and making sure like, what am I really doing on here? Like, am I offering something to people? Like, am I, you know, is this post of me in a bathing suit on the beach doing anything for anyone yeah and it's not what are my motives like why you know mm. why am i doing this and 
this is like almost embarrassing, but no, it's a thousand percent embarrassing, not almost, but <laughs> I posted a picture and I was with my little sister who's like a rail and is like ripped and tiny and everything. And we like took pictures of each other and you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect opportunity. Just like cute content yeah. and stuff like that. And I totally edited it and posted it and felt sick to my stomach. I was like, what am I doing? Like, why did I feel the need to edit this? I was so embarrassed. I told my sister, my sisters called me. Like I was just like, and I took it down immediately. And it was like, that's when I knew like, okay, I need a little break. I need to like mm. pump the brakes here. And so it's easy to tell if you're just looking at, you know, just, just check yourself. And I, it, it's, in moments like that, it's clear to see, like, okay, you need a little bit of space. And who are you following? And, and why do you feel the need to, number one, edit yourself? And number two, even post a mindless picture with a little quote that means absolutely nothing. Like, what are you offering to people that's going to encourage or be different on social media? Like, yeah. I think keeping that mindset and that perspective of, like, this is, like, a great influencing platform, like you guys and your page. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's amazing. It gives life and, like, joy. But also I think it's really cool because, you know, young men like you guys. Like, mm -hmm. you're not these mm -hmm. unrelatable yeah. people who, like, you know, people can't relate to. And I think young men who are, like, cool or <laughs> want to be right. – any level like there's like a believer and a christian and then there's like you know which is not cool right. and then there's cool like i don't know how to mesh the two so like you guys just have you know down to the clothes and whatever <laughs> um, just being relatable and being able to be yourself and speak the truth and yeah. but offer like bring something to the table instead right. of just like hey i'm Chilling, yeah. you, you know, like yeah. I felt so, so bad for sure. Would gotcha. be my mindset. Okay. Well, that was more than I could have asked for. So I really, I really appreciate your time and your energy, probably more than anything. Um, there's a, I don't know if you've read it already. It's called the Four Hour Work Week um, by Timothy Ferris. Um, I would highly recommend getting it highly, highly. There's a, uh, it's like maybe six or seven chapters, but my favorite one is called elimination. There's like elimination, automation, you know, things that we're, we're trying to figure out, but, um, his elimination one is key. He has like two, um, principles. One of them is, um, it's like a 80, 20 or 20, 80 principle, which is where like, 80% of your income comes off 20% of your work. And so eliminating all of those extra little things that yeah. you do, like, do you really need to check those emails? Not, exactly. you know, like not really, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. just eliminating the things that you don't really need to do and just focusing on the bare minimum. And he was able to work his way down to where he works four hours a week and he's, you know, multimillionaire. And so obviously that's not the goal for everybody. Um, but when people think in terms of efficiency, they think I need to be efficient with every hour of the day where yeah. it's really like, how can you do the least and actually do the most at the same time? Um, so that's definitely a book that I would recommend, um, for sure. 
I, I just read it all through Cancun. I unfollowed like 200 people while I was in Cancun. Like I just, yeah. I went through a whole little phase and I needed that. I needed to be in a peaceful environment yeah. to really get through that. So um, yeah, I really, I really appreciate you being on here with us. We're trying to get a written blog started. So if you ever want to throw any little writings our way, we'll be more than happy to post them and throw them up. We're trying to we're trying to get them some things going so we'll talk a little bit more um off the air but yeah i really appreciate you i appreciate your time um oh, i just feel honored i'm very thankful that you even asked and oh i'm just so happy i'm so proud <laughs> like seeing you guys it's so crazy it really is like it it's insane to think of like rudy and jamal yeah. like even johnny but <laughs> yeah. like it's crazy. It right. really is, but it's really, really, really cool, and I'm sure you have a way bigger impact than you even can imagine. And even yeah. even if it were just for like the people in our high school, seeing right. like, wow, like they're they're doing something, and that's really cool. Like it's yeah. awesome. So thank you. I feel very appreciative and honored. I really do. And that's kind of the two birds one stone with this episode because with people from high school, I feel like it's probably hardest for them to wrap yeah. their minds around what we're doing now. Um, and, uh, you know, like I have an uncle who goes to church at, uh, the church that we started going to and, you know, he lived a completely different life before and he's now walking into ministry to where his head pastor, he's in Bible college, but his head pastors asked him to just speak as a favor because somebody, nobody was going to be available. So even though he's like only in the early process of Bible college, he went and spoke five sermons in a row, two on Saturday, three on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And so like, but I have other uncles. We just had a family party this weekend and I have other uncles that are like, they like joke and like call them like, oh, it's yeah. like, the, it's the pastor. Oh, it's the, you know, like, you know, things like that. And so, but they cannot fathom and wrap their mind around the fact that yeah. he is so different and so transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely want to bring in a lot of people that we know that we went to school with and things like yep. that. And even though that's deep in our hearts, we have to start with the people that are willing to listen. So, yeah. um, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for that. I really, I really appreciate it. Um, want to send us out in a little prayer. Maybe you like yeah. to pray for us, Jackie. Jackie. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Ready? <laughs> Lord, we thank you so much just for this beautiful day. Um, I just, I praise you for just the Skype session, this podcast that um, they're doing, Lord. And I just ask that you would um, just multiply it tenfold. Just the people who are listening. And um, I just, I mean, it's it's so incredible, the, the power that you have, the things that you've done in all of us so far, Lord. And um, I just ask you continue um, bringing people to this podcast, Lord, that you would just continue growing them um, as young men, Lord. And I just, I thank you and praise you for this opportunity. And um, we're just so grateful, Lord, for your, for your impact and um, what you sent your son to do on the cross for us, Lord. We are forever grateful. I just ask that you continue growing us and molding us and shaping us into the men and women that you've called us to be, Lord. We know that we're here for one reason, and that is you. 
And um, we thank you and praise you for that, Lord. We love you so much, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jackie. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much. I will definitely reach out to you soon. We'll talk soon for sure. That sounds good. Okay. Good to see you guys. Likewise. Good to see you. Um, it's nice and early Monday, early in the week. So I hope you have a productive week and get all the things you need to get done. You too, guys. Alrighty. Alright. Tell Lauren I said hi. Okay. I've not spoken with her in ages and ages, <laughs> so tell her I said hello. Okay, I'll definitely do that. I gotta work out with her in a couple hours, so I'll definitely do that. Good. Alrighty. It sounds good. We'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Right. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye.